But before we do that, we want to see if all of you will be our Mr. and Mrs. Congenialities. <laughs> Boom. Remember, Did you see where that came that from? That was amazing. That was Gosh, amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 518 of the podcast. You say I'm one of your hosts. Yeah, sorry. Wow. Wow. Happy 10th birthday. Still, Listen. still, still, still human, still flawed. We're not Here's perfect. the deal. I thought I heard someone knock. So I was like, well, I just have a quick thing here at the front. I just have like a quick thing. <laughs> yeah, but it normally includes your name. Maybe I don't need to introduce myself. Maybe that's part of the next 10 years is I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you. So you're I just am. like, I'm, so you're just going to be like, welcome. If you what don't do know, I do, though, you, but what do I, don't I do? Know. That's your journey. You can keep talking about yourself, or you don't have to. If you do need to know, I'm one of your hosts, Lex McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy. We're committed to educating you on the things that entertain but do not matter. To find out more about these retrospective pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast, and we're on Twitter. Yes, it's still Twitter <laughs> at Podcast Pod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be rewinding all the way back to 2013 in honor of our 10th birthday. But before you do that, you guys, it's August, arguably, I would say the weirdest month of the year. Is it summer? Is it back to school? Are we motivated? Are we not? And if you live in the Southern Hemisphere, who knows what's happening there? What season is it right now, Erin, in the Southern Hemisphere? I believe it is winter. You sure? Um, 100%? 97. I just think it's summer everywhere. I think it's summer everywhere all the time. Do you think the Hemsworths and the Hobbits are going back to school right now? Yes. Yes, I agree to you. So let us know, Southern Hemisphere, because I don't know what life is like when toilets flush the other way, so I can't even begin to. Is that a real thing? Do they really flush the other way? they do, because they're underneath the earth. I mean, they're on the bottom. (laughs) I don't know how (laughs) south and north works. Anyway, no matter. The one thing we know about August is it's our birthday. Ten years ago this week, we almost launched a show called Goldie Knox. Mm -hmm. Um, It almost was called The Talk About. And it was almost called Two Tickets to Paradise, which would not have aged well in any way, shape, or form, but we ended up naming it the podcast. Now, there are so many reasons why you might listen to the podcast, right? To laugh, to break from listening to your children, to drown out your coworkers, to go on your mental health walks. And to be fair, some of you are also hate listening, which we get paid for those listens too, so continue to press play, B-words. In this call to action, the CTA, if you will, we're going to ask you to share the show. Now, simply post the podcast on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or Twitter. Yes, we're still calling it that. Or text a friend, share to your group chat, post a sign in your yard, scream the podcast out of your car window at a red light. We don't care. Whatever feels natural. Now, in the show notes, we've included an updated playlist of what episodes to listen to first. These are the most downloaded and most delightful of our 518 episodes. And it's a great place when you're recommending us to send people to. And guess what? We're just thankful that you like the podcast after 10 years and we also like you too so thank you also fl- uh toilets don't flush the other way in australia that's a myth myth busted what, what myth busted myth? jason myth busted noise music whatever <laughs> busted hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Jamie, uh, let's talk. Let's talk 2013. Um, I'm excited to have this conversation, obviously, because it means we lasted 10 years. Uh, and that's a good thing. That's a net positive. That's a huge I would say. thing. Yeah. Wow. But like in terms of, you know, 10 years of podcasting, um, that's a, is that the longest you've ever been like committed to something? Oh, it's four years longer than I've been <laughs> committed to something or someone, to be honest. Yeah. It's uh, so I, I, I was doing the math. I, I played baseball for 12 years. I've been a parent for almost 15. I've been married to Ashley for 19. Um, so this is fourth place. Mm-hmm. This is fourth, fourth longest commitment. Does that mean my life is sadder? <laughs> no. Or is my life more variety and like fun? And you know, you've got a donkey and I've got like. I don't have a donkey yet, but the, I would just say it's like to, to clean up last week. You need week. a donkey. I've decided. I thought about it all week since our last episode. I want you to have a donkey. Donkeys there, are dope. You know, I've been flooded with um, reels starring donkeys. Um, I have, some people have gone to my sub stack and been like, hey, I'm, I'm going to support your sub stack. Is this about your writing? Don't care. Not much of a reader. I just want to actually get that donkey. So that's why I want you to have this I want to actually get that donkey too. That might be a more lucrative uh, career path than my actual writing of words. That's okay. As long as the money flows, I guess. (laughs) Whatever. Listen, we got one of my favorite reviews that we've ever gotten this week. It came from Jennifer Kimbrough on Twitter. And she said, she wrote, listening to podcast in the car, her seven-year-old says, it's like they're speaking another language. A language of silliness. <laughs> that is the nicest review we've ever gotten. That is. Like, truly. That is. That's, a, that's a more Kimbrough. succinct way of describing um, what we do than what we've ever been able to describe it as. Yeah, you know? that's where I've failed at marketing, really. But thank you. No. I'm going to steal this and use this as my own. Yeah, I think it's I think it's good stuff. So we're what we wanted to do was, um, you know, not talk about like, n- maybe as much like what we've been doing for the last 10 years, because hopefully you've been listening, but kind of what the world was like in 2013. Because I feel like that was um, super helpful contextually, for me to be like, this is what was going on in the world when we decided to uh, begin podcasting. And, you know, to kick that off, I looked up the Miriam Webster, uh, Miriam Webster word of the year. Do you realize uh, the word of the year was bingeable? That was the word of the year <gasps> in 2013. What? I feel like what? that was very, that was pretty apt, Won't you know? Won't he do it? Won't he Won't do he it do indeed? It. Now, was that because of us? Maybe. Was it because of Netflix? Probably more that. It was probably definitely the, the Netflix effect details, of things. Details, details. But who knows? You know, and, and to the Netflix aspect, um, I feel like, I don't want to say we can like give credit to Netflix for a lot of what we're doing, but I do think in a lot of ways they streamlined it because, you know, uh, 2010, 2012, um, they're, they're acquiring a lot of streaming rights and they're, they're, they're gaining subscribers. And then that leads to 2013 house of cards debuts on Netflix, which sets up their long-term strategy of owning content. Um, and it's kind of had the, the fun effect of like kicking off the streaming era 
also had someone who got canceled, but then he was acquitted of being canceled. So I don't know, but he still like feels canceled, you know, like he still feels gross, even though in a court of law, they were like, I guess he's not gross. Like, like legally not gross, but it still feels you can still like be he's gross, gross and not have committed any crimes that you were convicted of. You can still be gross. So it's, it's a real, like, I don't know how to handle him right now. I don't know what to do with Kevin Spacey, but I feel like that kind of encapsulates a lot of, you know, what we've been dealing with, with, uh, the last, you know, 10 years of, uh, podcasting and, you know, just more broadly kind of uh, sweeping over. Um, I was looking at just some, uh, summarizations of 2013 and a lot of uh, places or writers would be like, uh, the big stories of this year is that Facebook's in decline, probably not going to make it. And oh, the gosh. approval ratings of Congress can't get any lower. And it just made me feel like the more things change, <laughs> the more they stay the same, you know? Yeah. Cause I look back 10 years ago and I think, oh, we had it good. We didn't even know. We yeah. didn't even know. We didn't did we know. Though, did we? Like, I don't even know if we actually did, you know, in that respect. No, but I think we were like, this is like, oh, it's tough out there. But then it was like the universe went, hold my beer. Welcome yeah. to the pandemic. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah, I forgot about the pandemic. Did um, you, you know, about the, how did you forget about the pandemic? I just stored it away on the back shelf of my heart and was like, <laughs> right. hopefully I'll never have to dust this thing off again. That's um, uh, one of the early things we, we uh, did on the show were uh, predictions-ish episodes. Um, and one of the, probably the first thing we agreed should be a part of those episodes should be celebrities who were going to die. Right. That was like one of the one of the big things where like this will be a killer pun intended uh, category. It to was and it is. Episode. And we should bring it back because it's amazing. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll be in negotiations about that. Um, OK, so that's the broad look at the world in 2013. Jamie, do you want to talk about like what's going on in books and TV? Yeah. So at this time in 2013, Harper Lee. Was she, should she die in 2013? Another year or is she still alive? <sighs> 1990, 1990s, final answer. Another year. Another year, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Good job. Mm-hmm. But it was later. She was still alive, but she failed to burn that partial manuscript before she went just a couple <sighs> years later. Go set a watchman is awful. Don't even talk to me about it. Okay, so in books, books, there are many types of categories of bestsellers, and I want to walk through them. So 2013 was the year of the wimpy kid. The number one bestselling mm. book, that came out in 2013 was a book called Hard Luck, which was Wimpy Kid number eight. Question. I don't know anything about Wimpy Kid. Is Does this mean that there are eight Wimpy Kids or at one Wimpy Kid, their eighth adventure? What do you think? I think there are eight Wimpy Kids. And so now there's probably like 40 Wimpy Kids. What are if I told you it's like Captain America kids? where you inherit the Wimpy Kid persona? And you get to do your adventures. Oh, and so they're like new kids, and that one's wimpy. Is it like a you're you're put in a house like Gryffindor, or is it more? No, that's weird. actually not true. It's just a kid named Greg, and he's a wimpy kid, mm-hmm. and he's got a sick brother who has an up? awesome band named Loaded Diaper, and I feel like he never got enough attention for that. But yeah, he grows up. Oh. Yeah, okay, much. well that's fine. Yeah. Does he become a wimpy guy, or does he? Is wimpy negative in this sense? Yeah, well, I think it is. I think it is. I think it very much he's is. Scared. Yeah, well, he's I don't know. He's just every man that's put upon, you know? Like, yeah. he's just Aww, a kid. Man. Poor man. <laughs> it wasn't, this wasn't a book, okay, wow. Uh, this wasn't a book written for, like, <laughs> alpha male uh, middle schoolers, you know? This was, like, for the kid who, like, doesn't feel comfortable in his own skin. Oh, that's and sweet, okay. what if Steve Zahn's your dad? Because remember <laughs> yeah. when he showed his testicles on White Lotus that one season? Yeah. I do remember yeah. it. Unfortunately, I do. Okay, well, 2013 was also the year that good books later were ruined by Tom Hanks. We got the number two bestseller. Mm was Inferno by Dan Brown, later ruined by Tom Hanks. And we also got The Circle by Dave Eggers, later ruined by Tom Hanks. The Circle book book is fantastic. Mm. This was also the year that we got teens facing dark, sad dilemmas. Uh, No more fun times for them because now it's Divergent and The Fault in Our Stars, also in the top 15 bestsellers. This was also the year that Sarah Young got a call from Jesus 
that uh, ended up selling her 45 million copies of the book, Jesus Calling. Jesus Got a phone Calling. call? Like, is the premise a phone call or just like a... <laughs> no, uh, sorry. Erin, will you agree that the way she said it acted like she did receive a phone call? Yes. I mean, yes, but it's a play you. on the title. This is a good time. I'm doing comedy. Je- <laughs> listen. Jesus, let, her, Jesus. let her do her comedy. Sorry. Jesus Calling. What's Sarah the deal <laughs> with Jesus? I know. Pre- uh, published by Thomas Nelson. Also, Knox was published by Thomas Nelson. Did it go as well? 45 million copies? Just a hair under. Hair well, under. That's not yeah. even the same That's why marketer. I'm still here talking to you. 45 million copies. Listen to me. Jesus Calling. I know some of you may be listening and you'll be like, I've not even heard of that. Jesus Calling has sold more copies than To Kill a Mockingbird, The Great Gatsby, and The Diary of Anne Frank. Anne Frank wishes she could have sold 45 million copies. Man, you get you get on those airport racks and they just start flying. God, you love it. Like, and their covers are always a little squishy. A little squishy. A little squishy. Yeah. Okay, this was also 2013 was the year of there's a lady at Facebook because mm. we got the number 12 bestseller, Lean In by Sheryl mm. Sandberg. Yikes, a book that did not age well, because in the book, she says, I want my daughter to have the choice to not just succeed, but to be liked for her accomplishments. Mm. <laughs> Yikes. No, we don't care about that um, anymore. Apparently, leaning in does not fix hundreds of years of institutional misogyny and intersectionality of race and economics and sexual orientation. Weird, huh? Okay, and this was also the year that fan fiction goes global. And fan fiction readers are super sad about it because the particular fan fiction that went global was Fifty Shades of Grey. And if mm. you've ever read the original Fifty Shades of Grey, which I have, I own it. It's weird. There's a lot of just poor execution of sexy scenes because I'm just letting you know, you can't kiss somebody behind the ear while also taking care of their business downstairs. Like you just. Is that a challenge do- or is that like a conclusion you've reached? No, that's something that E.L. Uh, James wrote in her book. And you're okay. like, I'm sorry, uh, physically this is impossible, even for okay. Dakota Johnson. Now, sure. uh, the trilogy, would you like to guess how many books the trilogy of Fifty Shades of Grey has sold? I'm going to say 171 million, Aaron. Bob. Uh, seven million. God, okay. So. <laughs> Who, who's going to be right? Who's going to be right? Well, it is for sure Knox. It's 165 million. Wow, that's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> it's 30 million more copies than the Chronicles of Narnia, which Aaron hates. So. I do not hate the Chronicles of Narnia. Do you not? No. Do you, you hate like the, the series? What, yeah. Why do you hate series? Or Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. No, I, is it yeah, Aslan? I, you hate Aslan? Is that what she it is? hates Lord of the Rings. My bad. I get my I get my Oxford white guys mixed up sometimes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No. I like Lord of the Rings. No. I like you Chronicles don't. of Narnia. That's right. Yeah. No, I do. Okay. And speaking of best-selling series, of course, Harry Potter is the best-selling series of all time with 600 million copies sold. So 2013 in books was the year of, ugh, that didn't age well, because J.K. Rowling becomes a man to write a book called A Cuckoo's Calling. And we realized it's okay for her to change her gender, but not for anybody else. Mm. Mm. That's unfortunate. So books were like a situation, but like, obviously we got good books. We got some green light books that year. We got Crazy Rich Asians by uh, Kevin Kwan. We got Laugh After Life by Kate Atkinson and The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. Um, and one of those is a good adaptation and one of them is not. Yeah, Donna Tart's good. The movie version of Donna Tart and the Goldfinch is, is not as uh, it's, great. It's not as good. Okay, let's talk about TV. So it was a huge, like Knox alluded to, it was a huge transitional year for TV. Let me put you in some context so everybody can remember what TV was like in 2013. Uh, David Letterman and Jay Leno were still hosting late night talk shows, okay? Uh, uh, Joan Rivers was alive and well. The season premiere of Duck Dynasty made wow. history by pulling in 11.8 million viewers, which, by the way, was the largest audience ever 
for an original series produced for cable, scripted or non-scripted, including Game of Thrones that had been out three seasons. Duck Dynasty, okay? Wow. Uh, Bill Cosby released a comedy special on Comedy Central called Far From Finished. You got a, you're telling me. Uh, Days of Our Lives had its 12,000th episode. Do you get down with Days of Our Lives? I, I remember watching when um, Marlena yeah. was possessed. Uh, it's my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite when they went to the island. I loved the island. I actually season. weirdly do remember that. I remember I would stay at my grandma's if I was sick from school because yeah. like, my mom was in school yeah, and my dad would. was working. And I was like, "Well, what's up? We got a demon up here on these yeah. What's going on here, Fantastic. Grandma?" I feel like that was like a prime moment for a lot of millennials. Was, I think so as well. Yeah. Um, not only did Days of Our Lives have its twelve thousandth episode, Grey, Grey's Anatomy had its two hundredth episode. That's how long that what? show has been on, you <laughs> guys. That's how long. Viewers of How I Met Your Mother got to meet the mother in twenty thirteen, and then they made the mistake of having yet one more season, which was awful. They could have just ended it. With her and her yellow umbrella. Um, and then best show Emmys went to Modern Family, Breaking Bad, and The Colbert Report. The Colbert Report. I miss The Colbert Report. I do too. Top networks were HBO at the Emmys, HBO, NBC, and ABC. This year, NBC has four nominations across the board. Four. Dang. Four nominations. So there were two big, obviously, TV controversies this year. First, at The Voice. God, this was so dumb. I remember this. Although... A history of the podcast is that we have never understood how the voice works. I do not understand. The voice was on then? Oh, yeah. The voice was on then. That's not yeah. true. Adam That's Levine true. was a judge. He was a team captain. I don't know. Because he had teams. <laughs> and two people got voted off in the same night. And then he was overheard on his live mic saying, I hate this country. <laughs> and he had to do a formal <laughs> apology. <laughs> Why was he mad at America? Because they voted two of his team members off, which to be fair, you would say that in the moment, but he had to do like a press release and a notes apology. Like wrapped in a flag or Exactly. Something? I love this country. This I'm just mad about my team. And then, of course, the other controversy was that Miley Cyrus uh, twerked during a duet with Robin Thicke. It's now we can look back and go, who was the problem in that? Robin Thicke. Yeah. Robin Thicke, who stole a song from Mar dead Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Okay. And now there are videos of hedgehogs twerking and we think it's hilarious. So look how like like tightly wound we were. It did uh, seem strange because it was like uh sometimes you know, like if that was during the Super Bowl, it you'd have people be like, Hey, I came here to watch football. I didn't come here to watch this. But then like that was the wasn't the MTV Music Awards? Yeah, it was. It it's was like what, what do you think's gonna happen here, boomers? Like, I know. This is exactly it, what you're going to get. That's okay? also when we got a strip tease from Lady Gaga, and it was the first time that NSYNC had performed in 11 years. That did that. Was, that felt like the the moment where I was like, "Ooh, I feel old," because this feels strange to me. Strange. Watching and, Joey Fatone try to keep it together <laughs> with uh, Lance Bass. Yeah. Um, and finally, Knox talked about that Netflix goes on big on their own content. It was the first time in history that year that a streaming service took home an Emmy. There were three Netflix series, uh, the Arrested Development Reboot, Hemlock Grove, and House of Cards earned a total of 14 nominations. Later that year, it would also release Orange is the New Black, which was a big deal. David Fincher, I had forgotten that day. I don't know why I blacked out that David Fincher was leading House of Cards. Yeah. He was the showrunner. And yeah. he won an Emmy for the pilot episode. Now, this historic moment is also why streamers don't make money and the writers and actors are on strike. So, uh, well, like yeah. Like one of the many reasons. Like, yeah. they changed the landscape yep. in a way that seemed profitable but it's like nobody was smart enough in the room to go now wait a minute let's play this all the way out to the end 
Because yeah. the way that the way that networks make the way that NBC with all their Emmy nominations makes money is commercials. So how are we gonna make money without commercials? It's true, and it's a, it's a fascinating case study of Netflix understanding the world and no one else really understanding their own businesses. Yeah. Um, and Netflix, you know, here ten years later, they're sitting pretty okay. Meanwhile, Bob Iger's like, Do you, "Can I have gamble money, please? Please gamble <laughs> me money." So it's it's uh, it's tricky. So super fun and uh, wrapping up TV is that there are green light shows that premiered this year that we really loved, including House of Cards. We did. I stand by House of Cards. Listen, that season one finale is one of my favorite feelings I've ever had watching TV. It was a stunner. Because like what you're talking stunner. about, was that the, I thought that was oh, wait, the beginning no, of season two, No, the premiere two, wasn't of it? season two. Yeah, yeah, no, no, premiere of season two. But those so first premiere, three, like, seasons of House of Cards, I put that up against uh, anything. It's like, good. so good. Broadchurch, which I love, that introduced us to Olivia Coleman. We didn't even know what we were about to encounter. Brooklyn Nine-Nine premiered that year. Orphan Whoa. Black, The Americans, Peaky Blinders, <laughs> The Fall, The Goldbergs, Live in Maddie which you desperately loved, right? So good. So good. Uh, Aaron's favorite TV show, maybe of all time, maybe not of all time, but 2013, what is it? Rain. Rain. She Rain. She loves Rain. I love Rain. <laughs> it's loves, so bad. It's actually such a bad, good TV show. It's like a perfect bad TV Let show. Let me just clarify too. In 2013, I was not watching Live and Maddie because that would have been strange if I was like this, independent of my children and everybody else, <laughs> I'm watching this show. Uh, you're doing a clarification it's in retrospect. to not be a pedo. That's good exactly right. That's exactly what I'm doing. Because You know yeah. why? Because from the beginning, We've always hated pedos. Well, actually, fun fact. Um, I, I oh. listened at the oh, end. Okay. <laughs> no, right. Yeah, right. this is a lot of fun for, for me, especially. <laughs> I listen at the end of this episode, we're going to talk about our 10th episode. And in it, I remember you frequently like to accuse me of being racist and a pedophile. And I would just be like, <laughs> that's not true. For the record, that's not true. Comedy again. Let me cook. God, <laughs> let me cook with my let her in the kitchen. Slice those carrots. But I will say one of the shows that premiered that year was Sam and Cat. Now, Sam and Kat on yeah. Nickelodeon will launch Ariana Grande into the stratosphere <laughs> so she can date SpongeBob. And then the other star, Jeanette McCurdy, she was offered by Nickelodeon six figures to not talk publicly about her experiences at the network. And she politely declined. Wow. And it worked out because she was later offered offered seven figures from Simon and Schuster to do just that. And wow. that book has now sold three million copies. And it was also a green light. Almost as much as the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, according to Aaron. That's you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well on its, it's well on its way. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Olive and June. As a longtime user of Olive and June and as the chairman and co-founder of the We Don't Wear Open Toe Shoes If Our Feet Are Not Presentable Club, I don't think we talk enough about their petty system. Listen to me. Now, the weather is getting warmer. I know you're going to be tempted to go out without just like even acknowledging your winter feet, maybe need to just have a little buff. You know what I mean? And I'm going to need you to stop right now and order a petty system immediately. Like their Manny system, Olive and Jean's petty system comes with everything you need to get those feet ready and presentable without the hassle of going to a salon, including the Posey, which is this brilliant footstool that opens up and you can use it to store everything in. It also comes with a smoothing foot file and hydrating foot serum, which are both mandatory if you ever plan to be around me with your toes on display. I just love how generous they are and they just sent us the quick dry spring collection and the Gorgina. They truly have the best shades, whether you like bright colors, pastels, or neutrals. The Kitten Quick Dry is my go-to neutral shade, but if I'm in the mood for something fun, I've been reaching for Flamingo, which is this bright coral pink shade that is just perfect for spring. Just like their regular polishes, the Quick Dry are super long-lasting, and the best part is they dry in just about a minute. I'm as obsessed with the Quick Dry for 
doing my pedicures as I am with the tab press-ons for my manis because they are so quick and easy and give the best results every single time. Visit oliveandjune.com slash podcast for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash P-O-P-C-A-S-T for 20% off your first system. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcastpod. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate r 2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters, and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince, because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality, and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like, they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% 
less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. Um, Okay, let's talk about music and uh, movies because this was, um, you know, like with TV and like with books, a lot of that can be fascinating for like the trends it reveals. With movies and music, it's not really like revealing trends. It's just like this was the person on top for a minute. But like the the suspects kind of remain the same, you know? Like there's definitely Beyonce. There's definitely Taylor Swift. Kanye's in there. Like when you're talking about music. And with uh, movies, it's not that different because I looked at the um, top 20 box office grocers in 2013. Number one is Iron Man 3, the worst Iron Man. The worst um, but it Iron was uh, over 400 million. Uh, and then you've got <gasps> The Hunger Games, Despicable Me, 2, Man of Steel, Monsters University. R- really, um, the, the big takeaway I had was of the top 20, there's probably three movies I would voluntarily watch again. Um, and the rest I could do without. Oh, because yeah. Because it wasn't that innovative of a, of a year of TV or of movies, you know. So is that is because this would be when we were like, oh, sequels forever. This is where yeah. all the money's at. Because studios were like, okay, wait, if we just make tentpole movies, they make $400 million. So why should we make little movies anymore? Yeah, because I think um, in terms of original stuff, I think you have uh, one, two, I think you have six of the top 20 are original uh, uh, stories. The rest are like IP adjacent um, kind of stuff. This was uh, notably, this was Frozen. You know, Frozen kind of took uh, parents and kids, uh, their attention spans and their soundtracks by storm. Uh, but really, like in, if you're talking about the big deal movies uh, with the ripple effects, uh, you've got Gravity, which we talk about in, in our 10th episode. We have 12 Years a Slave. We have Frozen. We have Dallas Buyers Club. And we have The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, comedies, Ooh. dire. It is a dire landscape. It is not good. Where the Millers, if that could pass for a comedy, is in there. What a um, horrible film. It's ba- Identity Thief. That's okay. That's I think that's Melissa McCarthy, and it's okay. It's not her best, but it's it's decent. Yeah. Um, but I think you know when you, we look back, I think the ones we really will see as comedies weirdly is probably Pitch for Perfect. I would count that as a Pitch Perfect uh, comedy oh, yeah. situation. And the p- first Pitch Perfect is it's is, a good movie. Is it Pitch Perfect? It, yeah, it is. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, yeah. Jason Reggaehorn, please, because that was really good. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, The Heat, which is an excellent comedy. Oh, my gosh. The Heat. Guys, if you've never seen The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, it is one of the best movies of all time. It really is. I mean that. I love yeah. it so much. Citizen Kane. Godfather. <laughs> the Heat. Facts. If you If you have tastes like mine, then yeah. yes, you will love it. Don't check that. Yeah, Don John. Don John's also in there. I don't think people talk enough about Don no, John. No, Don John. Listen, I made the mistake of watching Don John unbeknownst to me with a guy who had friend zone, but we were trying to stay friends. Uh-huh. And we watched Don John. There is a scene in the hallway that is tough. Okay. Like, okay. I'm just saying it's tough sexually. I don't, I don't remember that. But just to circle back on that. So you were with a guy that you knew you were friend zoning him, but you saw he a knew. movie with... He he, so he knew it as well, but you chose to see a movie that is like very sexually explicit just to make it murky and strange between <laughs> the two. That's curious. Listen, again, I've not been married 19 years, so I'm not good at relationships, perhaps. <laughs> or are you really good at them? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, in terms of like the big themes, I think you have uh, really this was, you know, because we're in the we're in the shadow of like the financial crisis. Um, Obama's just been reelected. 
Um, uh, we've there's a, a lot of tumult institutionally, um, and this is not that this is the first time people thought to scrutinize capitalism, but it really kind of formulated a little bit of like, hey, I don't know that this is great, and you can see that because we have the Great Gatsby, um, the Wolf of Wall Street, Bling Ring, Spring Breakers, Pain and Gain, and American Hustle, all trying to really get at that like corrosive corrupting core of American society in the form of capitalism. Uh, And I think all those are pretty decent movies with the exception of spring breakers. That's again, I think I mentioned this, but this is, we saw that and that's the biggest fight action I've ever gotten into uh, in our lives, in our married lives, because it was, it's a bad movie. It's not a fun Because what was the fight about? Um, It was such an off-putting movie. And such a strange movie. So it just and planted I just a toxic it was, energy? Yeah, but it was like James Franco, uh, Selena Gomez, um, a bunch of, I think, some girls from Pretty Little Liars or something. And it was just supposed to be like a fun, I thought it was going to be like a fun beach romp because I just, I, you know, I don't spoil myself. So I don't, I'm like, I don't want to know what this is about. Uh, and it turned into like the most avant-garde weirdo, like, I'm going to make you hate yourself for seeing this movie kind of <laughs> thing. It was horrible. It's like so Ashley Benson, maybe? Yes. It's so interesting because this movie... That does star uh, Vanessa Hudgens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Heather Morris from Glee. It yep. has uh, its critic score is sixty eight percent, but its audience score is thirty eight percent. Should be lower. It should be like six percent, six percent audience score. It's That's horrifying. Tough. This is also the beginning of the decline of the non superhero action movies, um, and you can see that because you know in in the fight against like superhero action movies, we threw our biggest two action stars at it: Will Smith and Tom Cruise. And Will Smith did After Earth, which was a huge failure. Failure. Oh, Tom Cruise horrible. did Jack Reacher and Oblivion. Uh, both are failures. Also because, I don't know if you know anything about Jack Reacher, but Jack Reacher's big boy. He's got he's big boy, big reach, big physical guy. And oh, Tom is Cruise. that what the Reacher's about? I, I don't know. Maybe. You know, I don't, I, I don't know the genesis. I'll I have to look that, that up. that was his last name. Maybe it's like he's got a good punch reach. That'd be a weird way to have a name, oh, but I don't yeah. know. But he had like, no sexual chemistry with Kobe Smulders, which does... Tom Cruise have sexual chemistry with anyone? I don't no, I would argue he does not. I would argue he does not. So those were huge failures, and I think it led to you know what we have now. Uh, this is also the very beginning of the reconnaissance because uh, Matthew McConaughey does uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Um, he'd done Mud uh, and Lincoln Lawyer, I think, uh, prior to that. So we're really like uh, humming along on that. And then this is the beginning of Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks as the uh, Boomer New Balance action star uh, for the old guys because <laughs> he starts doing like Sully. Captain Phillips. Oh, yeah. He starts just portraying all the boomer men who did yeah. momentous things in their lives. That's right. That's yeah. right. Hamstring pull, weekend warrior, gray hair. I'm just here to like do my thing and serve my country, stuff like that. People and who really... still love typewriters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's exactly right. In terms of music, you know, uh, the biggest bands of the year, um, I mean, like uh, musically, do you, uh, I, I'm pretty music blind, right? So, Jamie, when you're looking at a year, do you remember like years by artists or does it like because of Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, does it kind of start to fuzz together for you? It definitely fuzzes together. I was trying to think like for me, what would have been the biggest? I know the, I know the biggest thing that would have made you upset probably in 2013. I don't know this. You've never told me this, but I, I don't see you taking kindly to the Macklemore um, uh, Ascension in 2013. Like with thrifts. Uh, Papa thrifts. Tags? No, ma'am. Absolutely not. It's, no. it's a, it's a strange, it's a strange vibe. Uh, that's same love. That's it, it, in a year where like Chance Rapper's doing acid rap and Kanye's doing Jesus to have a, uh, a ginger from Seattle doing like, I'm, I'm, I'm the best rapper in the game. It's just strange. It was just <laughs> it was strange. This was the year. I do remember that we got Beyonce at the Super Bowl. Like she did the halftime and she brought that's back right. Destiny's Child. And that's also when we got the photos of her looking very strenuous. Yes. And she got really upset about it. She was like, how dare anyone take a photo of me at the Super Bowl? <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like, B word, it's a Super Bowl. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. You're just grimacing because you're doing it good. I don't God, know. They're and we mad. got that was the year we got uh Justin Timberlake's twenty twenty experience, which yeah. had too many experiences in it, but some of them were really good. Like Mirror, come on, that's a fantastic song. It's a it's a it's a good song. I think in terms of like conclusions we could draw um you know because i think taylor swift i guess you call red it maybe it's 2012 but it bleeds into 2013 so i don't know exactly how, like, how you quantify that um but like in terms of revelations i think you get like the miley cyrus really changing up her image right we get wrecking ball yeah. we can't stop uh that's you talked about dope album with it. that's a great up banger it's not bad it's not yeah. bad it's really not bad um we realized justin Timberlake like might not have it like he might not he might just be kind of at that point, we just thought like charismatic and charming and are, funny, like with you, SNL and are, Jimmy Fallon. Are you saying that we did not want to hear a song about a man just wearing a suit? Did you? Are that no. What if Jay Z talks about also wearing a suit? It was. It was like, oh, so you worked a lot on an album, and this is what we got. That was probably the first inklings of doubt. I, I would say prior to that, I don't know that he had a lot of doubt foisted at him. I thought we all felt pretty confident that he was going to be a superstar, and then that's kind of to me, that's kind of where he left it. Was like, I'm just. I'm kind of mediocre at music now. You and know? I don't, and Lynn, but then we, well, he was a man in the woods and that also was not great. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, blurred lines, Harlem shake, huge deals. Um, you know, yes. one of them got weird in retrospect. I don't think Harlem shake got weird. I, I don't know, but I, I hope not. <gasps> that's Royals. Isn't that Royals? That's like, Royals. Lord? That's Lord with an E. That's right. Um, yeah, that happened. And then you have uh, the macklemorphication of, uh, music and rap, uh, for a little bit. Listen, that's also when we got Daft Punk because we weren't allowed to look at their faces because they always wore helmets. And we got, they did Get Lucky with Pharrell. Yeah, I think that was uh, Random Access Memories. It's a good, it's not, probably not their best, but a really good, a really good, especially when you have a lot Listen, that song still slaps. It's so yeah. good. Let's talk about biggest things that have changed since 2013 culturally. Okay, for me, one of the biggest changes, and I'm really curious if, Aaron, you fell into any of these traps, and it is fashion. When I was looking back at 2013, trying to, and looking at my own clothing, I was like, oh, girl. And I know that sometimes that's hard because you're like, no, you don't know in the moment. But I was also reading some articles that were like, trends we want to leave behind in 2013. And I will agree uh, that we were, we were right to leave this behind. First, peplum. God, we loved oh, a peplum. Yeah. We loved a peplum shirt. Listen, we wish our hips were wider and we could cover our children during a rainstorm. <laughs> God, we love peplum. Wedge sneakers and pretending that wedge sneakers were comfortable. No. No. Wedge, wedge boots. Like, oh, Never. yeah, let's have a wedge boot. This was the dawn of the cold shoulder shirt. Uh, the cleavage of the Southern Baptist mom. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. like, look, I got a little shoulder to show you. We also were all wearing owl necklaces. Why were we doing that? We That was like the start of like, everybody was assigned an animal that they liked. <laughs> and they would get a jewel, uh, like a was, piece of jewelry. Were you in the Tootsie Roll Hedwig Energy Club? Uh, yeah, I would. I, I like assigned each of my children an an animal oh, weirdly can we walk through it well no holland was an owl and so okay. like all of her stuff was was owl stuff. oh you like gave him a theme for life yeah but you gave, then so you she, gave your kids a patronus is what i'm hearing well oh, but then okay. she decided she liked penguins and so then it changed to a penguin and now she is into whales and sharks because she likes the ocean I right guess. Yeah, i mean did you guys her. have the conversation of like hey in terms of like predators like owls are like <laughs> apex predators penguins are kind of puds they're nothing I think she just, like, she, you know, she just thought they were cute. I don't think it was, uh, well, apex predator. What about Marla? What was her animal? Um, she was a giraffe. 
Got it. Got um, it. Yeah. And so she got like a little giraffe, you know, you just, and then with Cyrus, I, I had abandoned it. Yeah. Okay. As, as we always do with the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> as the third always experiences. Yeah, That's right. So. Well, this was also the year that we did drop crotch pants. Because we were like, what's going on in there? Are there snacks in there? What's happening to your, what's happening to your Pikachu? Okay. And then we did high-low hems. And that's my favorite thing of where, God, you would wear like a button down that was like hang low in the back and was cropped in the front. Or you would just wear literally a dress that was a high-low. And my favorite is, instead of showing off sexy calves from the back, we were like, have you seen my shins? Yeah. They are great. Look at my (laughs) knees. My knees look amazing. We also did matte lipstick, which made us look like we had the lips of the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Guys, you cannot wear a matte lipstick. No. It is not over 23. You can't. Mm-mm. And then, God, I was looking back at celebrities in 23. So I was just like red carpets. And I was looking at like the Golden Globes. Let's talk about how many people had pixie cuts. Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Lawrence, Emma Watson, Halle Berry, Charlize Theron, Shailene Woodley. These are some of the most beautiful women in the world. And they just had pixie cut. So we were all like, could I have a pixie cut? Aaron, do you ever have a pixie cut? Absolutely not. I know. It's not for me because I recognize the size of my head. Someone sure. asked me because I, I was uh, I was influencing about SPF 50 hats on my Instagram. And somebody said, you say you have a large head, but like, do you have a large head? And I was like, one time uh, I measured my head and realized that my head was bigger than the waist of Rebecca Romaine Stamos's jeans. <laughs> wow. So, which meant if I ran into her and some reason she was like, can you put my pants over your head? I could not. Like, yeah. I could not. Do you know what I, I mean? I, I'm going to need like a new era fitted hat size breakdown here because that's the best way for me to understand. I don't understand what Rebecca Romaine Stamos's waist like would be. What is a fitted hat? What is that? Is it like size eight, size four, size whatever? You're, How does you're it... asking what a fitted hat is? Like yeah. what is a, What's footed... a fitted hat? It's a hat that is fitted um, to your but, head. But, so you, you, wear... but you only, it comes in a size so that only, does it adjust at all? No, that that's why there are adjustable hats, and you can adjust those. <laughs> and then I like the trucker mesh the, hats. Those yeah, those are best. mostly adjustable. Those are mostly okay, adjustable. So, do you buy a size in that hat? You do. Yeah, I want you to go but to what are the uh, lids in the mall, <laughs> and you're in a start, mall. Like, Where in is a mall? mall? Or you could you could go to uh, somewhere else and have it delivered to you. I don't know. I don't want to pressure you to go to a mall. Um, but like, you start at six and seven eighths. And be like, is that my hat size? Seventh eighths of an inch. That's how yes. specific it gets. Oh, it's, it's I very see. Specific. Yeah. Seven and one eighth. Seven and one fourth. I'm telling you right now, I'm an eight point three four. See, I'm a seven and three fourths, and those don't come around a lot. So you got to like really look for those. Oh, yeah, this is that's the highest size they make it for this Alabama hat at it's not fun. Com. It's not fun. So it's I'm, on I, sale I, if you. I use think for context, just. <laughs> This is good. Not a sponsor ever. Not, Has never been a sponsor. Content. No, this is great content. They're just not a sponsor. Just like, I make a mistake about that. Um, so for me, I am grateful for fashion. Well, and one thing that uh, the pandemic was horrific and I would not wish it again on us for any reason, except for the rise of athleisure. And so like you get to be really comfy. Erin always talks about uh, when she, she recommends the best shirts and she's always like, oh, it's a, it's a, what do you call it? It's a flowy mystery. A flowy mystery. Oh, that flowy is yeah. a that's a dictionary term, a moon dictionary term from my sister in law. I love it. It's so good. I like shirts that and dresses and all of that that are flowy mysteries. And that would not have been the case in twenty thirteen. Can I can I lay on a theory about pixie cuts for you? I have a theory of a working theory. Yes. I think it is the um triple axle of female haircuts. Ooh. Like um anyone could try it. Doesn't mean you're gonna pull it off. If you can't right. pull it off, it's very impressive. If you don't pull it off, it's catastrophic, you know? So listen, I think it's about flying close to the sun. Listen, remember, what was her name on The Bachelor? 
Timberbecca. Tinkerbecca. 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 Tinkerbecca on The Bachelor had a pixie and she killed it. Winona Ryder at the height of her powers, killing a pixie. But the problem is a lot of us, the problem is we make the decision. There is no turning back. It's like when you get bangs and you go home and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, this did not work for me. If it doesn't, like if you can't pull it off. And you're not willing to do the work. That's the thing with the pixie. You got to go to that. You got to go get that haircut every three to four weeks. Yeah. Like, but if you can do it, schedule. it's a force multiplier. You oh, it's, that much more. Uh, you are. Else. I, I can't even begin to compete with you. It's it's stunning. I related both of my cultural changes to podcasting, you uh, know, in, in a weird oh. way. I didn't intend to, but I kind of did. Um, uh, so I think the first thing was 2013 was at the maybe at the beginning or kind of at the, in the middle of this uh, disruption uh, thing happening, you know, in, in culture, because like I mentioned, Obama is elected president. He is uh, young and not white. And this is strange. This is strange for people. This is strange for the world, right? Um, we've since uh, gone back to the old ways and kind of gotten even older, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> but you still have the ramifications of the financial, financial crisis. Uh, a Pope resigned for the first time since 1415. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Right. Edward Snowden, like casually leaked, uh, leaked info that was like, hey, just so you know, the government's like spying on everybody all the time in, in, in every way possible. So that it's kind of we're, we're feeling very unmoored, you know, uh, in 2013. And I think even beyond like those very uh, vivid reasons, you've got like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. These are disruptions in how we uh, engage with culture. We engage with each other. We engage with the Internet. Uh, it's kind of normalizing relationships and like community and communication on the internet. And, you know, the iPhone is, it's, it doesn't happen in 2013. Obviously it's much earlier, but I feel like it's really starting to transform society, behavior, business. Um, and I think podcasting kind of links into all that because it's this, and, and to be clear, like we just started podcasting in 2013. It didn't mean we invented it or started with it. It had been on for a few years, but I do, I do think we really got in, uh, really before it mainstreamed in a oh, lot 100%. of ways, you yeah. know, no, we um, did. And I, a lot of people give us credit for, you know, the proliferation of podcasts. I'm not here to do that. That's not We're for not us to say. We're not going to brag about that. But it's probably true. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but uh, there's, I, I was looking at three main ways that podcasting was really uh, disruptive. And I think it's number one, radio, obviously, probably. I don't think it, it didn't kill it. It just, it was like, what if I told you you could listen to, you know, 30 for 30 voice? What if I told you you could listen to hosts giving their opinions on demand and not have a, like a, like a, just a bounty of ad breaks? Um, or like them just killing time during like the post drive time hours, you know, and that's like, that was podcasting, filling that kind of uh, on demand kind of uh, reflex we were all developing. Yeah, because but, not all of us wanted to listen to Macklemore every third song. I mean, a lot of us did. And that was okay. You know, there's some really good jams on that album. But uh, uh, I, I think another thing that got disrupted was uh, authenticity as a genre of the entertainment business. Because like when you when you think about it, um, prior to podcasting, it's not that any of us were uh, we we hadn't figured out how to be authentic. It was just commercially in terms of like entertainment value, that wasn't really a thing because like you'd have documentaries, and there was an authenticity to the truth, but it was really about the story at the center. Even movies and TV, like they could reflect authentic feelings, but through a narrative or characters, right? So there's still a few obstacles there, and even journalism. At this point, I think we're still trying to preserve objectivity. We haven't nailed it, and and you can tell certain news places are really drifting to a certain kind of narrative. But even then, that's not authentic. That's just, you know, more prop- propagandistic. Um, but I think podcasting gave way to like, the content here is not fiction. It's not a story. It's not even true crime in all all times that we're doing this. It's just like me telling you what I think about this thing. I think TV recaps, movie recaps, 
that's kind of a, uh, uh, a symptom of that, of just like, here's my take on what I thought this movie or this TV show said. And I feel like we kind of underrate that aspect of it, you know? No, I think so. I think that's all like on point specifically because we also were entering and we didn't know it at the time, but we were really about to enter the attention economy yeah. where you were, you were so limited. I remember my friend, Larch Main, who's also a podcaster. She said this transition from blogging to podcasting was such a big leap for a lot of people. And they did not make the leap well because they didn't have the right editor on hand. They themselves were not a good editor because mm. I think one of the things that we have done well for a long time is that you are just a really aggressive editor, even though I sometimes have great thoughts about lots of things like sure, of course. that of go on course. for nine minutes and you just cut it like an animal. <laughs> but I think the people who couldn't make that transition, if that was where the attention economy was going, it was like, oh no, but I have to be able to do seven things at once. Mm -hmm. Like one of the biggest gripes about TikTok now is like, why can't I automatically scroll up? I can't be, I can't even be asked to put my finger back on the screen to make the next TikTok come up because we're just really limited in what we can consume. And so it's something we have to be able to, we, we've gotten to the idea that like, no, I have to be able to consume something while yeah. I'm doing something else. And podcasting was just the perfect, it's almost like you could hear the click as it went into place. Yes, that's exactly right. I, I feel like we were, I, I just think about me getting into podcasting. It wasn't because I was like, I'd like to, even now, like if I sit down and I'm listening to podcasts, I'm like, this is weird. I should be doing something probably. Right. But I think it's that idea of, I might as well spend my time doing something else informative or interesting or listen to a good story. Ergo, uh, I'm listening to podcasts. Uh, but then the last thing, and this is kind of related to authenticity. I think it's, um, I think it's intimacy. It really disrupted, uh, intimacy. And I think social media obviously really more so probably spearheaded this, but I think in terms of intimacy, um, in a, in a concise collected way is really kind of formula, uh, formalized in, in podcasting. Because when you think of like the best podcasting, I think it prioritizes, uh, honesty, or, or, or candor or like other aspects of intimacy. It doesn't have to be like, here's my innermost thoughts, but it, it has to be a revealing of things. And I think it's why celebrity interviews have changed so much because um, whereas before I'm just like playing it down the middle and I'm just trying to get out of here. Now you can have people who are really, really good uh, to the point that they actually make their project so much better because you're invested in that person or they ate that hot wing in a funny way. Or Jennifer Lawrence is bleeding out of her nose and her eyes because of the hotness of the hot wing. And like, you just want to support her because she's so relatable. And I think that aspect, uh, intimacy overall with social media and podcasting has evolved tremendously, but I feel like it's really been disrupted uh, in a specific way with podcasting. Well, and what a, what a perfect way, if you're talking about parasocial relationships, which were already on the rise, because I, I just remember feeling so connected to Reed Drummond, the blogger yeah. who lived on a ranch in Texas, or uh, lived on a ranch in Oklahoma. And I just was like, I feel like I know her and that dog, and I know everything about her. And it made me feel close to her. It made me want to buy her cookware yeah. and buy her products and watch her TV show. And then to add on the next element of that in podcasting, to be in someone's ears, to have someone's voice, it's such a, it's such a specific type of intimacy that I think it's why, like, I can feel so much more connected to Sarah Koenig, even though she fails me in every way because she will not continue to make her voice be on a podcast. Right. But I feel such a connection to her or a Roman Mars or a Derek Thompson or an yeah. Ezra Klein 
or, you know, whoever the case may be, because you're just like, oh, I feel like I know them. I feel like I know them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What else you got uh, that uh, changed? Okay. Bit? Something just as serious and thoughtful and uh, complex <laughs> as I would always bring to the show is Britney. Britney Spears. Listen, in 2013, just as a reminder, Britney Spears was a judge on The X Factor. Remember that? Remember Simon Cowell making wow. that? Again, um, American Idol, X Factor, and The Voice. What's the difference What's, between all these? That's I don't a, get it. That's a very fair question. Listen, Brittany in 2013 was our number one motivational guru. She was our 2013 Jay Shetty. She asked, you want a hot body? You want a Bugatti? I don't know what a Bugatti is, but I yeah. want it. And you know what? She's like, you want a Maserati? You better work. <laughs> and I was just like, I, no song has ever made, has motivated me more than being like, look, I got to go because I want to party in France and I have to work. And so I think that's what made 2013 for me. I was like, I can launch a podcast with a stranger I met in a writing forum. This feels fine. I can do it if I just worked. And then look, remember, remember the banger scream and shout with Will I Am where she had Uh a gorgeous British accent. Remember that? When your hair's in the club, (laughs) you got to turn the up. Like I love, listen, I loved her. And that is also the year that she launched her Las Vegas residency where she made $1 million a night, $1 million a night that I, now I can't we know. even understand how to spend all that, you know, I like can figure it out. That, I can figure it out. I'd love I to try. Figure it out. I, I really would love would. to try. Listen, and we knew she was making $1 million a night. We did not know that Jamie was taking it all from her, but yeah. Nonetheless, um, and now look, look where Britney is. Look at the cultural change. We now have Britney trying to give us a sneak peek of her Pikachu in a poorly lit Instagram video that may not even be her, according to TikTok. Do you know what I mean? Like, what? What a difference. Whereas you have a Justin Timberlake who's like singing mirrors for Jessica Biel, and now he works out with her in the gym. But it's sad. But it's not like God. That has that's a plummet. That is a plummet. But this was a plummet, like truly. You know, it's uh, it's so interesting because when it's like in a situation like that with Justin Timberlake or with Josh Hartnett, like when he goes away or whatever, I always look at it as like a failure of like, man, you lost it. You had it, then you lost it. And I never think maybe they were like, I hate this and I don't want to go back. And it's like yeah. a good, it's a good, healthy thing for them. But I never think in those terms, you know? No, and I don't think that for, I think Brittany would really like to do it. And obviously there are a lot of things at play when you have been um, uh, controlled by your family sure. for so yeah. long and all your money mm-hmm. has been taken from you. Yes. And, yeah. but still, even that, like you go, wow, what a difference a decade makes in a life, like truly. Every spring, I'm reminded that there's nothing like a fresh start in spring cleaning. This year, we're taking things one step further with our spring refresh at the McCoy house. Sure, it's been a lot of work to get here, but we're all so excited to settle into our new space. If you've ever moved before, you know there's nothing like the first night in a new room and the difference that soft, breathable, all-new bedding can make. Bowl and Branches signature sheets are the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep and are designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made with the finest 100% organic cotton and feel incredible on night one, yet they still get softer with every single wash. Bowl and Branch very kindly sent us a code to try out their sheets and I, and by I, I mean my wife Ashley, picked the signature hemmed sheet set in cream. We both we're so impressed that the quality and softness were so good and so nice. They were super breathable, which I'm also thankful for with summer just around the corner. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bull and Branch. Go to bullandbranch.com slash podcast for 15% off your first sheet set plus free shipping. That's Bull and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash podcast for 15% off. Exclusion supply. See site for details. My last one is really just like the the 
industry of podcasting has uh, changed a ton. And I know that seems uh, obvious, but I feel like we should talk about it a little bit. I think, um, you know, for new people where you just like uh, subscribe to a podcatcher and you download an episode and you listen to it, that's not how it used to be. Used to, you had to have hardware. You need to plug it into your computer. Yeah. You need to find it. You need to choose it. Watch it upload. Very slow sometimes. And then you'd have to take it off. Then you'd have to delete it to make room. It was very clunky. And I feel like that's, obviously that was one of the hurdles of early podcasting. Um, but in 2013, do you want to guess how many million monthly viewers or listeners there were um, in the world for podcasting? For, Aaron, yeah, for you can, all you can guess this too. Yes. It's more than 7 million, Aaron. I will tell you that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 30 million. I'm going to say 50 million. It was 31 million. That was a really good guess. That was a really good guess. Aaron, Did you cheat? You've really been off today. No, Did I didn't. Did you cheat? cheat. Honor code? No, I d- honor honor code. code. Yep. Okay. I believe I you. didn't either, by the way. Do you- <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, Aaron. You're Do you want to guess how many there are in 2023? God, it's a lot more. 200 million? I'm going to guess uh, 300 million. Man, it's 163 million. <laughs> Dang uh-huh. it. <laughs> I didn't cheat that time either. You didn't. You didn't. That's Aaron, good. It's been a tough day for you. Yeah. No, know. you know what? We don't. We're not setting her up to succeed. We're not asking her <laughs> questions. She legitimately like should know. But that's a, that's a that's a big increase. Thirty one million to one sixty three over ten increase. years. Um. What like what were when did y'all start listening to podcasts and like what I were started, you listening to? I started listening when you asked me to be on your podcast. Great. You great. had asked me to be in a podcast earlier than the podcast, mm-hmm. and I guessed it on it. And we shared this week on our birthday that my friend and listener, Sean Stinson, t- tweeted at us and was like, I just heard you on Knox's podcast. Y'all should do this. And I sent it to you in a text and he was, and you were like, yeah, let's just, if everything blows up, let's go ahead and make a show of our own and we can just talk about anything. Yeah. And I was like, can we make a living at it? And he was like, I don't know. And Probably so not. it was lovely. But I listened to Radio Lab because you recommended it. Like Radio Lab, that's listen, a good one. I, Robert, I loved Robert so much. And I, it's, he's not dead, but... I mean, I don't think he's dead. I don't but think he so. retired. Yeah. He, he retired. And so I loved Radio Lab. So that's when I started, like, and then I started, like, Death, Sex, and Money. And I listened. And it's funny, I don't listen to the same podcast now that I did when I first started, which is so funny that some of you listen to us in 2013 and you're still listening. And that is such a treat. Like, that, yeah, it that's is. really that a, is. That's yeah, really we take a high that seriously. Five. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, what, what were the first podcasts you listened to? I think it was the podcast that Jamie and I made together. Okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Golden that one. Moon buffet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the Golden Moon Buffet, uh, which Knox helped, uh, Knox produced it and he edited it. Yes. Because right. we did not know how to do that. No, we did. And not. we made nine episodes. Yeah, I was, I was going through some postpartum depression. Listen, she was not seeing a therapist, no. and it was. It was a dark time. It for was me. a very dark time. She would sometimes record on her belly in her bed. Yeah. While was, drinking a, a Corona. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> that's a true story. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating that. That is true. Um, but it was super fun. And so when that and you were, yeah, and, it was fun. And when we you, and I think it was at the end of the ninth episode, she was like, "I don't think I can do this anymore." So that was it. <laughs> there was, it we went into that that dark, cold night. Yeah, yeah. You know what I hear? I hear a good friend who's like, "I do not have the emotional bandwidth to podcast." I, I hear, boundaries. but I will, I will, I will do that for you. I will podcast with you. And truly, I would not have stopped making that show if you didn't want to stop making it. And us stopping that because we were making it in the spring of 2013. 
that opened up the door so that because Knox was also on his own. He was on a different show. That's right. And we both those shows ended so we could start the podcast. Hey, everyone, you're welcome. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Her minty bee <laughs> helped us. My postpartum depression <laughs> is the primordial goo of this yeah. show. That's right. Brought to you by Nashville and a mental health situation. And a mental health breakdown. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. The, I think I, I, I listened to uh, The Moth. Radio Lab, oh, This American yeah. Life, How Stuff Works. I think all those are still rolling. Yeah, uh, they I've are. To them. I've, I still listen to This American Life. But yeah, like there's some, um, I don't know. I think, you know, I, uh, I, I, there's a reason why we took down the first hundred episodes because the quality was, uh, was rangy. It was tough. You know, there's a, there's a lot to learn. Uh, fortunately, when you've, you know, made 518 episodes now, um, you get a lot of reps. Uh, I don't know that there was necessarily a skill. It was just a stick to that helped. Um, but we have a little clip of our 10th episode, uh, just the intro to the 10th episode that we okay. wanted to play here Uh-oh. and maybe just like offer a little bit of commentary on. So uh, I'll run that here. Um, You'd rather be lost in space. You'd rather be floating be around in space. in space. You can just immediately take off your hat. You're dead. Okay. First of all, astronauts don't wear hats. It's a helmet. <laughs> so what? Already I see some problems with you being in space. <laughs> I don't know that you ever got to it's space. because I'm so pretty. I probably didn't make it to space. Okay, so what jumps out at you first wow. thing with that? First of all, who am I recording that podcast with? Who is that person on the other it mic? Does not sound like either one yeah. of you. Yeah. Wait, so not not you sound closer. You. you sound closer to yourself. I, I sound like I sound low closer. energy, ya boy, right here coming at you. <laughs> who knew? I didn't know what an Enneagram Five was, but now I know. And so, <laughs> holy moly! And we, did we think space comedy was good? Well, that was that was uh, off analysis of the movie Gravity, which uh, I I do casually later in this. Oh, episode is that what reveal. the episode was about? Was Gravity? Yeah. So we were we uh, well, you'll hear it in a second. But in this conversation about Gravity, um, I think I, re- I I guess I realized my analysis was not that great. So I just revealed that um, I saw Gravity while I was high on uh, painkillers <laughs> um, because I I had a root canal. And I, I was really uh, a big fan of the experience. I really liked it. So just some casual drug use, you know. I remember, I do remember that you would say you would save, uh, you would try to save the drugs from dental procedures. Yeah. And go watch a movie. Would? Would? Would. Yeah. Past Okay. And this is, uh, this is our, the first theme music we used before we realized uh, what legality is and oh. licenses. <laughs> and, uh, and we realized we didn't have that. I still don't mind it. I really like it. I love it. Oh, I think it was an excellent choice. So for context, uh, it this is... It's a long time that this is playing. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, in terms of like... We're supposed to ter- dance? Are we supposed to waltz to that? Like, what's supposed to happen? Like, in terms of... If, 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 if someone sent me this and was like, give me some feedback, I'd be like, first of all, the guy sounds dead. So let's <laughs> ramp him up. Also faster. Faster, 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 move faster. And right, right. why are we playing the music for 30 seconds? Let's go ahead and just like get into it because people aren't here for a concert. So just a lot of a lot of issues with the first okay. little bit. Um, and this is, just listen to the dynamic energy of our introduction here. I'm Knox McCoy and you can find me on Twitter at Knox McCoy. And I'm Jamie Golden and you can find me on Twitter at Jamie's Rabbits or at my blog, oh, jamiesrabbits.com. Thanks for joining us this week as we have a spoiler-free discussion about George Clooney and Sandra Bullock's new movie, Gravity. And uh, we're also going to talk about Sandra Bullock's place among the movie stars. And we're going to talk a little Walking Dead. Okay, Jamie, any issues with that? Any issues with that show flow? So you're you're telling me that in one episode, we did a cinema side piece on Gravity. Yep. We did a Sandra Bullock Explained episode. Yep. And then we did a pilot program of The Walking Dead. 
That's right. Uh, and none of those well. None of those even really well at all. Also, why do you say it, Sandra Bullock? You know why? Because <laughs> later in the episode, I listened to the whole thing. I revealed I didn't know how to say her last name. I was afraid, is it Bullock or Bullock? And you were like, you what thought it might be Bullock? Yeah, there was a lot of pronunciation also, issues. Also, I like that I kept my blog as a backup plan. I know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> you still own Jamie's Rabbit? I sure do own Jamie. Renew that every she year. She's still got the backup yep. plan. I do. I'm always a little nervous that I might need to like. And again, yep. Jamie's Rabbits, by the way, if you search for Jamie's Rabbits, you're going to get Jamie Oliver, How to Cook Rabbits. Okay. Oh. And me. So, yeah. well, uh, who knows? Which, and the rabbits weren't about ra- People were so disappointed when they came to my blog because they were like, they thought I was going to help them take care of their rabbits. Yeah. And I do not have a rabbit. A lot of people having like rabbit problems be like, I need to go to a people blog. People love to rabbits. To All kinds of people love, they love to have rabbits as a pet. You had a rabbit as a pet. I did. Justin Thumper Lake. What I happened did. to your rabbit? Well, Aaron, uh, in a in a feat of great parenting, um, when we moved to Birmingham, um, we uh, had to put our dog down and we got rid of our rabbit in a in a long weekend. Um, so our kids aren't traumatized by that at all. You know, we what don't do you think mean about you just, that. What do you mean you got rid of it? Uh oh, I wouldn't ask follow up questions. No, no, we uh we found a, a, a we rehomed Justin. Oh, Thumper okay, Lake. okay. Yes, okay, we said okay, bye bye bye. Does rehomed mean the ground? No, no, we really did find a good, and we also, we had a, a porch cat who would just hang out on our porch, and we got rid of the porch cat, too. So, our kids oh. don't trust us anymore. Okay, wow. Well, no. It was a lot. It was, That's it was, why you're yeah. getting the donkey as a distraction. Probably. But before we do that, we want to see if all of you will be our Mr. and Mrs. Congenialities. <laughs> Boom, <And> did <laughs> you see where that came that from? That was amazing. That was amazing. Gosh, that was amazing. Um, so, you do for us, and remember to subscribe to us on iTunes. Also, we are in need of iTunes ratings and reviews. So we would be so grateful if you Lisa. went to iTunes, search podcast and gave us a rating like and a quick review for this week. Our favorite review is from user Jules JL who said, okay, this is one of my least favorite things is like, <laughs> first of all, we promise thing. people like us. Here's a good review. That is real. <laughs> well, and it was because it was like, they thought, I thought that it would be an incentive if we read a yeah. review on the show that people would be like, Oh, I hope they read my review on Absolutely. the show. Also, why do I sound like a tainty British boy that's moved to America at age three and hasn't lost the accent completely? Also, uh, why am I laughing at my own jokes? Uh, It's like listening to a conversation among friends. I always feel the need to talk back and add my thoughts to the conversation. And There's I've a learned big a few dip in, in, in sound quality here coming Jamie, up. Jamie, we're see entertaining you guys can and educational. It. Wow, who knew we were the we were be, we're the difecta bifecta? Wow, no, I like difecta. Look how supportive. Sounds like a medical procedure, but I like it. It's really good. A big thanks to Jules JL and the rest of our listeners who have taken the time to review us on iTunes. Does it sound like that? I don't know. I don't know what happened. We're recording all at once. Were you driving in a car? What happened? Guys, I don't know. It's just a testament to you can do anything. Thing if you put your mind to it, and that's the episode we put out. That's not you're not saying like, oh, that's what happened, and I had to fix it in post. No, nope, that was intentional. That was intentional. So yeah, so the the, the call to actions got a little shorter, or were a little shorter back then. I I remember, but other than that, um, just more energy probably. You know, golly, what a tough. Again, if you've listened. I would say even from 2016 on, congratulations, you yeah. are the, uh, you are a perseverer and we appreciate it. You've really soldiered through. Um, well, okay. Well, that's our conversation on 2013. Explain if you thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxjamie.com slash 518. All right, Jamie, you're gonna do some lights. <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? Okay. My red light this week is rapid red light. Here we go. Here we go. 
First of all, red light to him for rolling his eyes at me. Very frustrating. Snag their cherries. Where? Where many of you lost your virginity. Church. That's oh, what did it. That's what so did it. So much I don't like about that statement. Rapid red light. You know what we don't need? Another 72-year-old dad at a high school graduation. Knox, we don't have time to explain this to you. And you don't really want to know. Because every time a celebrity I love dies, I think of two celebrities I wish had died instead. Red light to the internet for making this viral. We don't have time to explain this I to you. And you don't really want to know. Rapid red light. Red light him for rolling his eyes at me. Up first, Carly Kloss. Girl. Girl. Have some respect for yourself. In five months, had any of the exes been at the Eras tour? Of Taylor Swift. Did you see John Mayer or Jake Jilly or Joe or Calvin? All of those muses knew better than to show up. But there you were in the nosebleeds because you couldn't even get invited to the tent. In the tent, the same tent where Adam Sandler sat and watched Taylor Swift perform Shake It Off, a song that you heard before anybody else heard it. You were there in the nosebleeds shaking it off like a punk. How embarrassing. Number two, Taylor. Also red light to you. I was thrilled at the announcement of 1989, Taylor's version. Um, I stayed up until 2.45 a.m. in the morning to watch all of your blue dresses go by. And then you had the audacity to pick a new cover that looks like you're on a day pass from a residential cult. And they look like they took you to the beach. No, ma'am. Fail. Fail. Why isn't it a Why isn't it a Polaroid? How easy could this have been? I don't understand. Number three, menstrual pads. Let's talk about it. Okay. Knox, when do you think menstrual pads were invented? This is a real pickle because I feel like it's... We're going rapid red light, so... I know, normally I'm not allowed to talk during this. This is true. So I'm just not going to answer. You just tell me when. How about that? 1880, tampons, 1931. So almost 100 years we've had these products and over 100 years for pads. Do you know when the first scientific study was completed using actual blood to test absorbency? Um, This is all rhetorical. It's the year of our Lord right now, 2023. That's the first time we've ever studied with actual blood. Okay, listen, and why does this matter? A piece of data is critical since every woman who has ever gone to a gynecologist is asked about their flow based on usage of these products. And the manufacturers have lied about what's super and what's regular. I guess that that blue liquid in always commercials was inadequate. And y'all, all y'all who watched the Barbie movie were like, hey, guys, men have it tough too. Do they? Do they have it tough? We've been having periods since the dawn of time. And now we're finally getting a study of like, oh, is your pad, is your pad ultra? Is it good enough? Listen, men institutionally do not have it as tough as women. Grow a brain. Fourth, Zuckerberg and Elon. I was waiting for the cage match. I'm so hopeful. And then Mark Zuckerberg, he sends out a message and he says, hey, I think we can all agree Elon isn't serious and it's time to move on. I'm sorry. Are you saying that the other billionaire isn't a serious person? He said, I offered a real date. Dana White offered to make this a legit competition for charity. Elon won't confirm a date. Then he says he needs surgery. And now he's asking me to do a practice round in my backyard. If Elon ever gets serious about a real date and official event, he knows how to reach me. Otherwise, time to move on. I'm going to focus on competing with people who take the sport. Seriously. First of all, Mark, you are not Serena Williams. Okay. And also for the rest of us, stop thinking billionaires are super smart. They are not. They are not. That's the end. That's it. Okay. Sorry. I feel like I'm bothering you. Am I bothering you? (laughs) No, I'm not allowed to talk. So I don't know when to interject. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't know when we can do crowd work and when we cannot. So I'm just, I'm just letting you cook, you know? No more. No crowd work. You do your red light. Uh, My red light is the plain lady. The, that mother father's not real. Um, yeah. she's finally spoken out. 
you know, she's come because for a while it's like, what happened to her? What's going on? Where's she at? Yeah, like, we haven't heard her? from her. Um, but she's relaunched herself, ready to monetize across all her social media and YouTubes, um, which that's not, I, I don't have any issue with that. That's fine. Get all your money. I hope you write a book. I hope you, I hope you monetize all this. I just, what I'm redlighting is, I still haven't seen an explanation as to what happened or what uh, uh, she saw on the oh, plane. Oh, she doesn't say in her explanation? No. She's like, you know, she t- she apologizes. She takes accountability. She's like, I shouldn't use that language. I was selfish. Like, you know, because she, you know, caused everybody to deplane, especially Care Top, which, you know, some of us won't stand for sacrilege against Care Top. So no, yeah. get yourself in order, Tiffany. That's her name. You know, she, she's just like, I, I, I shouldn't use profanity. But she didn't say like, yeah, and you hear, yo, here's what's up. Here's what I saw. And it's kind of crazy. She didn't say anything like that. And that's, that's my issue. I just, I want some answers or I want the promise of some answers because th- there has been like information out that she has said or that it, that it was uh, sparked by an argument with one of her relatives who she accused of stealing her AirPods. Okay. That was the <laughs> originating event, which is fine. I just, Which I don't, is like, totally fair. If I'm going over to a plane and I don't have my earpods, absolutely yes. not. I just, I, I think I, I, I need to understand, like, I want to root for this. Like, you know, that we try to tell our kids, like, uh, don't be afraid of the truth. Like, if you screw up or you make a mistake or you get in trouble, you can tell us and, and, and we'll fix it. You'll, there will be consequences to suffer, obviously, but we're not going to stop loving you. We're going to make sure things don't spiral out of control, but we can't help you if you don't tell us. And I just, I want to say the same thing to her because I can't root for you. Until I know how we got from like cousin Lewis stole my AirPods to this is final destination nine. And there's a reptile on here from the deep state. Who's going to crash us. I just need someone to bridge that. Yeah, like, me. What if this is somebody from Jupiter? What if this is one of the aliens that they, that the one guy told us that the other guy told him about during Even the congressional if, if, hearing. If she was like, Hey, um, it was a Xanax and a couple of margaritas. I'd be like, okay, great. Fine. That totally makes sense. That checks out. No worries, man. But like, she's just not saying it. So I just, I, I just need some clarification on. You think it's game. because there was other crimes afoot and she's like, I can't bring too much attention to myself. Of course, why would you even come out at all then? She seems to be a marketing professional. So I feel like it, maybe the idea is like, if you just keep moving, eventually people will forget, we'll, we'll forget about it. But I like if, if it's also okay, like if she's going to launch a podcast series or like a YouTube channel where she explains it, or like if I'm her, I'm going to launch like a like a show where I interview other unfortunate viral video stars or like in interviews, like conspiracy theorists, all that would be great. And you're saving it for the launch of that. That's okay. But I just, at some point I need you to explain what you saw and why you saw it. Um, okay. What's your green light this week? Okay. I have two green lights. They're both movies. The first is the movie Emily on Showtime. This is a fan fiction take on the life of Emily Bronte. It opens, uh, she's ill and near death because she famously died of tuberculosis in her thirties. Um, and her older sister, also a writer, Charlotte, asked her what inspired her to write her novel, Wuthering Heights. And then we get kind of this backstory. It's such a stunning film. It's a story about family. It's a love story. It's a story about being yourself, no matter how strange that might be. It's, it's actually weirdly a story about faith. Um, it's irreverent. It's smart. It's soothing. I also ugly cried. And then my second movie is Polite Society on Peacock. This is a martial arts comedy film. It's as if Jackie Chan and Jane Austen and the movie Get Out had a baby. Like, it's very complex. It's There's a teenager. She's a martial artist in training. Her name is Rhea. She goes to private school. She believes that she has to save her older sister, Lena, from an upcoming marriage. And she enlists the help of her friends. She kind of tries to pull off uh, a wedding heist. 
with in the name of sisterhood. It's very fun. It's very weird. The ending is top-notch joy. This movie is one hour and 34 minutes. It is our sweet spot. Pro tip, do not read about the movie before watching it. Like, let me, I've told you what you need to know, and now you should watch it. If you get, you can't get a free trial of Peacock because it's only $5.99 a month. But if you're getting Peacock and you want to just have it for a month, I'll tell you some green lights that are on Peacock. Superstore, Mrs. Davis, Poker Face, We Are Lady Parts, Girls 5 Eva, the movie 1001, Super Mario Brothers, Cocaine Bear, all the Harry Potters, all the Twilights, and all the Shreks. Okay, what's your green light? Uh, my green light is a book. Uh, it's called The Oscar Wars by Michael Shulman. Uh, this was a fascinating read. I actually listened uh, to the audiobook version, uh, but it's a history of the Academy Awards, uh, why it was started, how it endured, how it transformed. Um, you probably, when you think about the Academy Awards, you probably really don't think about like the purpose behind it. Um, but really, it was uh, invented by a studio head who just wanted to exert control. Uh, and consolidate power uh, over all the movies, all the writers and directors and actors, um, which the, they did accomplish. The book itself, this is my favorite kind of book where, uh, especially nonfiction, sometimes I get stuck in like, I'm in a couple chapters where this is really boring, but I feel like I got to understand it to get to the later chapters. So that uh, is, it makes me more prone to pull the DNF move. Um, but this is a book where you just kind of, it, it goes through uh, decades or specific years in movie making. So if you're like, hey, don't really care what happened in 1936 in movies, you just skip it. You don't need to know it. <laughs> it doesn't matter later on. Um, so for me, you know, I listened to some of the early ones and then I skipped for kind of the 60s, 70s on. Uh, but it's all kind of really uh, encapsulates what's happening in that year of movies or that era of movies, what kind of informed it, and then the unintended uh, consequences or uh, ramifications of different things that happened. The Steven Spielberg as like a supporting character in this movie unintentionally is really interesting just in terms of the power and influence that uh, he had. But um, I think even if you're not an Oscars fan, the there's excellent insight, excellent content uh, context on some of the biggest uh, years and like movements in movie history. Um, So I highly recommend uh, checking out the Oscar Wars by Michael Shulman on uh, audible or wherever you buy your books. Okay. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Before you go, remember anytime you do shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first so your purchase user or affiliate link or favorite item purchase using that link this week was. Jimmy, this is a bonsai paper shredder. This is a bonsai paper shredder that has 40,000 global ratings. Do you have a paper shredder? It feels like you would have a paper shredder. Mm-mm. No. God, everybody, who's getting all this paper they need to shred? Aaron, do you have a paper shredder? I do not. Well, listen, uh, I will say that R. Howard, who hates everything he buys, by the way, I looked at his profile. He gives one stars to everything. He said, uh, one of the issues is the smell. He said, it just is an awful smell. And I don't like it. It smells like gasoline. This is not for me. I guess I'll cut up my paper like normal people. Okay. Like wow. normal people? I don't know that normal people do that. Okay. All right, you guys, don't forget. It is our 10th birthday week. We would love it if you would share the show this week with your friends, your family, all the people that you communicate with, and even strangers on the internet. That would be so great. Also, don't forget, we have live shows coming. We'll be in Austin on September 2nd, and we will be in Atlanta on September 30th. Our Atlanta show is very likely to sell out. That's just a heads up. We also have, if you can't be in either show, but you can be in your house, we have a live stream on September 2nd. So go to knoxandjamie.com slash live or click the link in the show notes to learn more. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on socials at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. 
Started from the bottom, now the whole team. Yeah, I done kept it real from the jump. Living at my mama's house, we'd argue every month. I was, I was trying to get it on my own. Working all night, traffic on the way home. And my uncle calling me like, where you at? I gave you the keys, so you bring it right back. I just, I just think it's funny how it goes. Now I'm on the road, have a million for a show. And we started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team. Yeah, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Start, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Boys, boys tell stories about the men. Say I never struggled, wasn't hungry, yeah, I doubt it. I can turn your boy into a man. They ain't really much out here that's popping up without us. We just want the credit where it's still. I'ma worry about me, give a fuck about you. Just as, just as a reminder to myself. I wear every single chain, even when I'm in the house. Cause we started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. No, 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 we don't feel that. The fake friend, where your real friends at? We don't like to do too much explaining. Story stay the same, I never changed it. No, no, we don't feel that. The fake friend, where your real friends at? We don't like to do too much explaining. Story stay the same through the money and the fame. Cause we started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Start, started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here.